Listen, if you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more platforms. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's easy. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. What's up, everyone? Welcome to One Faith. This is your host, T, and that is my boy, Marcus. Yes, sir. We are here for another week of um, our our definitely um, our great show, One Faith. We appreciate you guys um, and your support uh, for tuning in each and every week. Please make sure that you like and subscribe to our YouTube channel, uh, One Faith. Definitely follow us on, um, on all social media platforms at We Are One Faith. Um, you see it at the top. And also, we are available on all your podcast streaming platforms, um, and it's all one faith, um, all one letter, or all one word. So, man, we have so much stuff going on. Nets will be all scoring. No, you're right. Nets will be all scoring and no defense. It's so crazy. It's like they will be doing so much three-point shooting, and Kyrie is going to be doing a lot of his – I remember <laughs> – and when I bring Coach Ellis on a little bit, we'll talk about this too. But I remember when Coach Cotton, we um, some of my, uh, if any of my old basketball players, our um, teammates are watching, Coach Cotton used to get on us for always dribbling and doing all this, you know, shaking and dissing and all this other stuff. It's like, you're going nowhere. You're doing nothing. You're going nowhere. It was like, get to the basket. That's, <laughs> and that's exactly what, you know, what happens. I don't say the ball kind of gets stuck. Well, the ball do kind of get stuck with Kyrie, but he do score. It's interesting to see how all that is going to play out because the ball gets stuck with him sometimes, and sometimes it's for the good, sometimes it's for the bad. But we'll see. We'll we'll definitely see. It's going to be interesting. It's all about connection, bro. Definitely. That connection has to happen, you know, because you got – what the thing about the Lakers, what I love is their connection. It's always what happens outside of the court. So the trade is cool, you know what I mean? But, you know, I think – it depends on how they come out, um, which is going to tell us a lot. It's going to tell us a lot, man. That's it's all I got. It's definitely going to tell us a lot because, for one, you're putting together another super team to go against LeBron that's in the West. Right. Now, right. I, in my opinion, you got LeBron and you got everyone that's in, that's in, the, that's in the West. You got the Lakers who are just a powerhouse. Yeah. Right. And the Nets, they do not have a bench. It's like the Nets, have they traded away their bench players. And so right. the East is really it's really still up for grabs, in my opinion. Yeah. But at the same time, the West is still a little bit more competitive. But I still believe you know, nobody's shutting down LeBron. LeBron is a freak of nature, man. He is somebody that is, you know, he for him to still be playing at this high level and yeah. in his um, mid to upper 30s. Like there's a lot of cats who retired around <laughs> the time. You know, they could not shoot the ball. They could not get things going. So yeah. I mean, <laughs> Lakers a powerhouse. <laughs> they are more. I tell you this: they're more of a powerhouse than my Hornets are, and that's a sad thing. That's, that's the worst. <laughs> my Hornets, but I ain't gonna lie. I do like the way my Hornets are looking, though. I'm not gonna lie. I like the way they are looking. Like the Hornets, 
they're they going to have some chemistry issues a little bit, but they'll get there. But I, <laughs> I, 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 I ain't lie. I was one of the ones that was kind of going crazy when, um, when, um, when, when we signed uh, Gordon Hayward. Uh-huh. But I just didn't. I didn't really like that sign pickup all together because I felt like we were wasting money again. It was the same thing we were doing with Nick Batum, but I feel like he has to really earn his keep or earn his respect with me with that. I mean, and right. I, I'm nobody really popular or serious or anything like that just yet. It's coming. It's on the way. Is it? No, it's on the way. That's just really how I feel. <laughs> so, I mean, and then we have, uh, yeah, LaMelo is going to be something. Your Mel- oh, Lamello yeah, is going to oh, be yeah. something, man. I yeah. I love that that draft pick, that pickup. Um, picking him up was definitely a no brainer. Honestly, I was really hoping that Wiseman was going to drop to us, though. Um, I really thought Melo was going to go first or second, um, but for Melo to drop is still, you know, he's he's a generational. I don't say he's a generational talent, but he's a talent that can definitely change the um, the franchise. He's a franchise talent that mm-hmm. I definitely feel like is going to bring a lot of. Um, a lot of buzz back to the Charlotte area. Yeah, he definitely got a place in the deep pause, but he definitely got a pay. <laughs> he definitely got to play defense. <laughs> he don't play defense. We're gonna have some issues. He's gonna be like, he's actually a pretty decent shooter, in my opinion. Yeah, no, he's very honestly, and people slept on him, you know, when he was younger. Like they considered him to be trash, and like his we thought his older brother. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're going to be doing a lot more than what he's doing, but I feel like this young, yeah, Lamelo, yeah, yeah. I, he got he yeah. got the hit factor to me. Yeah, Melo is, in my opinion, is ten times better than um, oh yeah, um, the other ball brother. I can't even think of <laughs> that's that's not to be disrespectful, and not at all. This is a radio show. This is what we do. So, right, right, right. <laughs> yeah. But I definitely feel like, you know, it's going to be interesting. You know, this year uh, playoffs is going to uh, really turn into something that's going to be very interesting. And then, like, switching over to the NFL, a lot of um, a lot of surprises will happen over this weekend. Uh, and I can't wait to talk to Coach Ellis about this because he used to be a, a Pittsburgh Steeler at one point in his life. Oh and I wonder God. how he feel about his Steelers being knocked out by the Browns. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I see his face now. He's just cringing. <laughs> but, you know, it's it's so funny because, like, the Browns of all teams, you know, I, I honestly, I, I, I like the Browns, but I did not think that they were going to be ready to, you know, compete like they are right now. Um, they got the talent on the roster. That's just hands down. But right. I still believe – that uh, go Steelers, <laughs> Pastor Collier, what's up, man? <laughs> uh, I still believe that the Bills are going to the Super Bowl. That's just my that's that's my Super Bowl pick. I think they got what it takes to win. That's just my that's just my pick. Who, who you got? Who you got? Uh, I'm stuck, man. because yeah. uh, at first I thought the Seahawks was going to do it, but the Seahawks got beast. I, I honestly <laughs> thought the Steelers was going to take it. I, yeah. I'll be honest with you. And when that happened, now I'm like, wait a minute, can the Browns be the surprise team? Because it's always that surprise exactly. team that ends up getting there. So I, I don't know, man. That's it, yeah. <laughs> right? I don't even know. Man. I'm gonna like this the Bills' year, man. It's like they have all the pieces now. If they uh, if they lose this weekend, then you know, yeah. don't, don't y'all be trying to 
uh, slay me on here. Call me a father. <laughs> you see how I kept the same. <laughs> I think, definitely think that the Bills got what it takes. Yeah. So, <laughs> oh, yeah. that he definitely is. So now is the time we're going to uh, definitely bring on Coach Ellis. The reason why we're talking about sports a lot is because Coach Ellis is someone that has been very influential in my life. Um, he has been, you know, a huge a huge influence in my life. Um, I have a father and I thank God that God has allowed me to have a great father in my life. Uh, but Coach Ellis is another father figure to me. Um, a lot of what he taught taught me uh, was during the, the hours of eight and five <laughs> when we was in school. And I'm pretty sure I got on his nerves a lot. Uh, not, not as many, not as much as some of the other kids. But uh, I definitely thank God for you know, <laughs> being in my life. You know, I still keep in contact with him often because um, he's such a great resource. He's he's a great influence. He's a great person um, to just keep, you know, in the loop. He's he's a minister. He's a man of God. Um, he is someone who I, I genuinely love. So I'm not going to keep going on because I could keep talking about this man the whole entire show and fill up this whole show talking about him. Um, and I don't want him to get on here and start crying. So, Coach, <laughs> Coach Ellis, I'm bringing you on, man. How you doing, Coach? <laughs> Let's get you off me. There you go. How you doing, Coach? I'm good. Can you hear me, guys? We can yes, hear sir. you. Loud Beautiful. Beautiful. Um, yes, um, I have a lump in my throat right now. Thank you so much for starting the show off. And I probably got a tear and some snot about to come out my, my nose. But thank you so much for that. I, I appreciate what you think about me. Um, you are one of my sons for sure. No ifs, no ands, or buts about it. Oh, yes. definitely, definitely. And, it, and it's, it, it's mutual, you know. I don't say you're one of my sons because I'm not old. <laughs> <laughs> but I definitely appreciate that. You know, you, you have definitely been someone who I've always looked up to um, outside of my own father, you know. Um, and so let's just jump right into it. So today you are here talking about um, primetime scouting. Um, now, I, I'm not going to lie. I, I was a little jealous when I found out that you were a part of this great organization because you know how hard the struggle was for us coming up <laughs> at good old Kestra High School. Uh, shout out to Kestra High School. Those who are on that was um, that's watching that went to Kestra. Shout out to you guys. But, um, you know, how hard it was for us to get any looks or anything like that. And one of the things that I found when I found out you were a part of this, I was like, man, we need we needed you to be in this group or in this elite group then because we could have got some scholarships. Now we're sitting here with debt. We sit here trying to figure it out. But, you know, I, I, I truly thank God for all of that, because one of the things that you have instilled in us was a good uh, a, a hard work work ethic um, and with my father as well, watching him go to work every single day. And then when I came to school, watching you do your thing and then how you would push us and the many boot camps and all that stories and things like that. We're not going to get into, <laughs> you're not going to get into that stuff right now. We'll get into that later on. Down no, the get, down into line. It, get into it. Right, no, no, we'll get into that later on down the line. <laughs> but I definitely want to uh, just give you this platform to just talk about um, a little bit of what you're doing with primetime scouting and how you got into it. Sure. Um, well, thank you guys for having um, us on one favorite radio. It is truly a blessing. Um, well, pretty much what happened um, many moons ago for people don't know. And some of us do who are watching. I was a track and field all American in high school and in college. I was recruited by every division one school in the country, Stanford, Nebraska, Tennessee, you name it, Georgetown. Every school from Maine to Florida on the whole uh, East Coast was after me. 
but the University of Pittsburgh, they came after me really hard in Texas A&M. So I only had two visits left to take because I was running every weekend. So I ended up going to Texas A&M, a little far from mom and dad. You know, so I went to Pitt, a little closer. One of my teammates um, ended up being Lee McRae, uh, world record holding 55-meter dash. Uh, he went there. And also uh, a big brother of mine, like I said, Roger Kingdom, the speed coach of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, he went there as well. So I uh, followed after them, went up, and it ended up working out for me. Six-time All-American, uh, one gold, two bronze internationally, and then Jesus did a miracle. Uh, I haven't played football since the eighth grade, and I walked into the NFL. I played with Pittsburgh, New England. I'm an original Panther from the first team in the Jets. And y'all don't have to clown me about my status like that. You ain't got to do that. You know, that was unnecessary. I saw the whole game. My little feelings were hurt. And, you know, my wife's going to climb it because she's one of them boys, them doggone Cowboys fans. I'm just, a Cowboy fan, Coach. I, okay, 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 now I'm about to take yeah, you off. Yeah, <laughs> they all delusional. What, no, nobody going to say, TJ? He's going to say, hey, next year, what y'all going to do? We're in the Super Bowl. Right, right. Always, every year, every, time. every year, three and thirteen go out. Yeah, we still got five. Three and three go out. It don't matter. You know. We're going, we going to the Super Bowl. That's all over here. <laughs> five rings. They can count to five. They can't count to six though. <laughs> six five. You tell me. I'm just. I'm just. <laughs> oh, oh, I want no problems. Right, I'm, right. I had to here, but but uh, while I was running track. I was at the national championship, as crazy as it is, in my hometown of Durham, North Carolina. Uh, we'll we were all, or we normally, yeah, that's right, Bull City all day, every day. So, <laughs> so we all, all of us who run for the Durham Striders, those of us who run for Hillside High School, we all gather at uh, my godmother's sister's house, Brenda Armstrong. My godparents are Carl and Beverly Norman up in Cleveland. So when I got to Pitt, they took care of me. But while we were here, we always gather together there, you know, get prepared for big meets, whatever, catch up with each other. So we doing what look like we normally do. Everybody's going over to Doc's house. And I happen to go over there and my 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 roommate, Lee McCray, the world record holder, brings Mark Everett over. Mm-hmm. Now, Mark Everett ended up being so good at track and field, and he is the team leader and owner of Primetime Scouting. Mark made three Olympic teams. Okay. Mm-hmm. That is the top three in America, and pretty much that's the top three in the world anytime you make an Olympic team. So he's been on the top list forever. Um, multiple world records, multiple you know, world championships. I mean, the guy was ridiculous. He and I are talking the same guys you were talking, like we're talking now, and we hit it off. I mean, it was like we knew each other. We talked about 90 minutes nonstop, about three, three feet from each other. And both of us believe in getting rest because track and field is competition. Everybody hates you. So Mark said, I'm going to bed. I said, deuces. So I went to sleep too. I got fourth. He got first. You know, so, but we stayed in contact throughout social media through Facebook. So in 2018, I uh, got laid off from teaching at a school I'd been at for 20 years at um, Kestrel Heights. So I happened to be looking at the video blurb. Mark does a one to five minute blurb every day. So I'm looking at it and Mark's on there and he says, hey, if you're a student or a student athlete and you would like to be recruited, inbox me. And if you're interested in being a scout, inbox me. So I go, huh? I've been trying to be a scout for 10 years. I, my, my, one of my good friends is Mitch Moser at Duke University. Big Mitch, I call him. Uh, whenever my wife and I, we go to the games, he, you know, he, he gets us there and we have a good time. But he's trying to get me a job in the athlete department. Nothing. I call my other buddy out in California. Nothing. My homegirl down in Tennessee. Nothing. 
Everybody in the athletic department loves these jobs, especially scouting. They get to travel, watch the sport they love, get per diem in their pocket, and get paid at the same time. So they don't want to move. So I can't get in. I even try to get in with one of the biggest so-called scouting companies in the country with all the credentials. I've trained everything from Division One, Division Two, II, Division Three athletes, coach sports, but can't get hired. So I get on the phone with Mark, and we begin talking again. He tells me what I'm about to tell you, and I tell him that's the most awesome thing I've ever heard in my life. I said, how do I become a part of the team? How do I help? How do I get down? Mark says, you're hired. I said, excuse me? He said, you're hired. I'm going to teach you. We're going to teach you how we scout on behalf of these kids and parents, the ones who get skipped over and looked over in primetime. So, again, many moons ago, Mark was a Division Three coach in Alabama. And for people who don't know, parents and everybody out there in TV land, radio, if you have a 3.0 and a fair ACT-SAT score, all of um, <clears> the <throat> All the Division three schools will allow you to come to their university. They will give you an academic package, and you're allowed to go play any sport. I don't care if it's ping pong, baseball, basketball. They'll let you play it and do it. So Mark, uh, he went to the University of Florida. Florida, big time, Gators, the whole thing. I went to Pitt. Extremely, extremely large school as well. So for people who don't know about Division One track and field, we have normally 16 full scholarships. So uh, Mark school, because they were Florida Gators and they and I still hate them for this. Now, they're the only team I saw that had, you know, the names on the back of their jerseys, which is I'm still mad about that. It was it was ridiculous and unfair, but that's life. But they had 34 scholarships. I went to Pitt. I was one of the 16 full scholarships, but it was 40 people on the team. So and the other kids are fighting for books, room and board, trying to gain any point in the conference championship to make their coaches happy and make the coaches give them more money. So Mark is coaching and he's coaching at a meet and he goes to one of his first meets and he sees one team has five kids. Another team has seven kids. The big team only had 10. So Mark is confused. He runs up to those coaches and say, hey, guys, what's going on? Why are your team so small? They tell Coach Everett, Coach, we don't have a recruiting budget. We can't find the kids. We have a plethora of money to give away. We send emails, robocalls, texts flyers, but we can't get the kids to come take a visit. We just can't find them. So Mark's been teaching and actually he's been coaching for about 30 years and helping kids get in school. I've been doing the same thing at Kester Heights um, as a PE teacher, teaching kids how to research how, because I only had three months to figure out how to go to school. If it wasn't for my mom, I wouldn't have gotten college. I didn't know about uh, scholarships where, you know, time sensitive, the whole thing. So coach came up with primetime scouting and brought in a bunch of other scouts like myself, I'm allowed to talk about myself and, and, and maybe coach ever, but some other people, they are very covert. They don't want any credit. You will not even see them on the website. You might see a picture of them that volunteer their time, but all they want to do is help kids get into school. And they're very, very proud of the university. And sometimes it's a direct segue for their school. So he put all these guys together. We all came together and we scout. Uh, every scout in primetime scouting talks to at least 30 schools to 30 coaches every day. And every scout in primetime works for every student athlete. So if there's a student athlete we have in Arizona, every scout in primetime, everybody that you see on that website, they're working behind the scenes for that kid. A kid in Maine, Florida, we even have an international division uh, with the great Diane Dixon that we can even help kids get over here and figure out how to go to school. So uh, Mark looked around and we all looked around and we noticed there was one thing going on. It's a bunch of companies out here. 
But the issue with that is the other companies are, let's just say they're priced way, way too high for what they say they're going to do. Okay. So what we did, we lowballed everybody on the price. And then we gave everybody a money back guarantee with the cheapest company in the world. And the only one with a money back guarantee that if a student or a student athlete that comes into prime time, if we cannot find them a guaranteed scholarship, athletic, academic grants or whatever, we will fund the parents 100 percent their money back. No questions asked. But there's one thing, guys, we are 100 percent in that area. We have never failed in finding kids a guaranteed scholarship to go to college. Never. I've been with this company going on three years in October. I've seen incredible things. Never. So kids, whether that's 80, 90, 50, which always go for as much as we can, 100, whatever. But we get scholarships for the kids. We get them recruited. We get them looked at by these universities, administration, coaches, that whole thing. So then there are many other facets to it as well. One of the other things we also do, uh, we get the kids an internship inside their major. Now, I don't know about you guys, and I know we were talking earlier. That was a long time ago. I was a lot thinner than I am now, and I had hair. Now I don't have hair. I'm a little mad about that, but you know, they said bald, and this big shiny thing is in, so I'm a rocker. <laughs> but uh, while I was doing my first job interview, never forget it, it's just traditional black and white. For those who are my age, you know, you had your resume paper on that marble-looking stuff. Your shoes are shining to perfection, sitting there with your legs crossed, fingers clasped. I'm nodding and engaging with the guy, trying to sell myself. So the gentleman who's interviewing me said, well, sir, you look the part. I say, thank you, sir. He also says that uh, your resume is not bad either. I said, thank you. He said, and you also answered all my questions. I said, yes, I did. So now I've, I've sat up now and I've, I've braced myself for the final question. When do you start? That wasn't his question. He said, what's your job experience? Immediately, I did the Scooby-Doo. Uh, 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 I, I ran track over internationally for three USA teams. I, I played pro football for Pittsburgh, New England, Carolina Jets. And at the church, I uh, was uh, up, uh, affiliated uh, up in Pittsburgh. We volunteered and we did gang intervention all the time. He said, that's nice and that's even cute, son. But what's your job experience? I said, uh, sir, I don't have any. He said, it was nice talking to you. Have a nice day. Shook my hand. I walked out. I didn't get the job. I didn't get to check the track for a career, but our student athletes, whether they are in their sophomore, junior year, whether they stay at school or whether they come home for their break, they get that internship, a guaranteed internship. So now they don't just have a job track, but a track for a career. And we all know the reason why they have the intern program is so they can find who they want <laughs> and they're going to hire you. So that's what you get. One of the many things that we don't do as students, <clears throat> excuse me, and student athletes, we do not vet the school or vet the coach and make sure it's the right fit. Now, we all from us who are from North Carolina, if I do this little, this crazy fight song, which is not my favorite one, but everybody going to know what I'm talking about. Dun, 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 dun. Don't rag the jokers down the street with that little tar here. Okay. Not ragging, not ragging. I'm just saying what I'm saying. So everybody knows who that is. Now, you can try to get in there. Now, and that's fine. Or you can think that the coach is looking at you, but guess what? They just might not. Mm -hmm. Three years ago, Carolina had 44,000 applicants worldwide. And you do the math on this at $80 a pop to $50 a pop for your application fee and other fees. Mm -hmm. Now that's just saying, okay, now we're going to look at you. Then next time we're saying, we're telling you no. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so now you stuck with that. Right. All right. 
there's nothing else you can do. You can't get in. But we vet the school, vet the coach, make sure it's the right fit. If a kid gets a letter in the mail, we're going to look at that administration person who sent it, anybody from behind the scenes, coaching, secretary, and we're going to find out, do they really want them and save them and save them from having to deal with paying out so much money for things. So vetting the school, vetting the coach is an incredible, incredibly important thing. Yeah. And a lot of times we mess up and go to the wrong school. Yeah. And you see it happen all the time. You're going to see right now, like you were just talking about, uh, James Harden is going to whatever. Mm-hmm. That was in the works months ago. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. When we first got back, when the season was over with, they were talking to who they were talking to, and bam, that's how it happens. Yeah. In, in our world, in scouting, that's called a transfer. Yeah. Okay. So just two years ago, when I was teaching at Millbrook High School, there were 600 transfers in Division One basketball alone. 600. So how much do you have for all these other schools? And in our Rolodex, we scout for all Division Three, Division Two, NAIA, JUCO, HBCUs, and prep schools, and a few mid-majors from here to there. And depending on talent, academics, maybe the school might be bigger from here to Hawaii and Alaska. So we're vetting these schools all the time and making sure it's the right fit for the kid. But sometimes kids make a boo-boo and they go to the wrong place. One of our student-athletes came in the program three years ago. And he would be considered, people talk about all that five-star stuff. He's the number one track athlete in the country, maybe number one, number two, and 800. He ran 149. For those who don't know, that's smoking. That's very, very fast for a high school kid. Mm-hmm. But college, that's a whole different story. So we negotiate um, the contracts for him, scholarships, and we get it down to about five. So Coach Everett puts the scholarships in front of him. And he says, okay, son. This is what the scouts have found. This is what administration, compliance, um, Faith Graham Hartz, he's excellent at the paperwork, all that stuff. So we put all that together for him and put it before the parents and say, okay, guys, it's your choice. We can't tell you where to go. We can only say that these are possibly the best fits for you. Where do you want to go? Well, that young man, he said, Coach Everett, I want to go to this SEC school right here. Of course, Coach Everett's eyes get huge and big like in a cartoon with Bugs Bunny and them. And he goes, son. Now, there's one thing in coach, we, we don't pull punches in prime time. We tell you what's real, where a kid, where you are athletically, academically. We have to because that's what schools are looking for. That's what coaches look for. They're looking for the real. What's real? Can can they do this? Can they do that? Can they have an academic load? Can they be coached hard? That type of thing. So Coach Everett tells my son, if you go to that SEC school, and for people who do not know, the SEC conference is the nastiest conference in America. Yeah. They hate everybody. If you do not have a Tennessee jersey on, if you're not doing the Florida talk with Coach Everett and them down there, they say everybody else in the, in the world is Gator bait. That's what they say. I'm just telling you, I've seen it on two eyes. So any SEC school, they hate all the SEC schools and everybody else outside of it. I don't care if you play ping pong. It is the most competitive conference in the U.S. So Coach Everett tells them, we kind of tell them, son, you're going to get dead last every race. Young man says, no, coach, I can handle it. I can compete. I'm good. Now, there's one thing that we do that other companies don't do. We follow our kids all the way through from beginning to end. We never let them go. I'm going to say that again. Beginning to end, we never let our students and student athletes go through this whole process. They are mentored, coached, tutored, tutored all the way through it. So we're watching the young man. We're looking at his academic performance in school. He's doing good, 3.5, but 
He's getting taken out to the woodshed like he stole some potatoes out of granddad's backyard. You know, <laughs> he's getting his tail woe out. Dead last, just like Coach Every told him. Yeah. So Coach Every picks the phone up and says, son, uh, you ready to listen now? Kid drops his head, looks up. Yeah, Coach, I'm ready to listen. So the three-time Olympian, three-time world champion, three-time world record holder, picks up the phone, calls another one of his Olympian buddies at another school down in in, in the South, mm-hmm. smaller school, another Division One, smaller school, better fit. So he says to the coach, his other Olympian buddy, hey, man, I got a kid. He runs 149, 150, 800, and he has a 3.5 GPA. He said he wants a transfer. Do you want him? Coach tells him, Coach, of course I want him. I'm going to give him 100% full scholarship to transfer right now. Now the kid is transferred. All the bills are paid, has the internship, and now he's back to competing in the top three to winning again, and now he's having fun again and enjoying it. And it's not a job. Yeah. It's nothing worse when you go to school and it becomes a job. It right. is very, very – a lot of people, they hate college because <laughs> they, don't, they don't have the right people in the air telling them how to get through certain things, certain issues, and all that stuff. So we do transfers. Mm-hmm. Another thing that we do in prime time. Uh, we do academic scholarships as well. And what a lot of parents don't know, that is the key and the secret to all things in universities. If they have high academics, the academic scholarship can far outweigh or exceed the athletic scholarship. It can be 110, 120, 130% or more. I mean, it can really be up there. So let's just talk about Campbell University here in Lillington, North Carolina, Little Baptist College, private school. Now, I have vetted Campbell myself. I have went there with my son. My son is L. Ellis. Uh, he plays for Tallahassee Community College. He is the number one JUCO All-American in the country. He just signed two months ago to play at Louisville. He's in this program as well. All of my children are in this program. So all <laughs> of my kids are going to get a guaranteed scholarship. I'm not paying that money. I'm going to use what I got. So being in this program has benefits. I have skin in the game like anybody else. So I have four kids, okay, four, 21, 16, 15, and 10. All of them are going to get in the guarantee. My 10-year-old, when he becomes of age, the guaranteed scholarship is sitting waiting for him right now. So academic scholarship can far outweigh, as I said. So let's just say we have a student athlete. Let's just say they play soccer, okay, and they have excellent grades, and they have a very high ACT or SAT score, and we negotiate with Campbell, and, the, and that finds out being the best fit, and they want them to say, okay, coach, we ran out of ac- um, athletic scholarships, but we got plenty of academic money, and since he fits those that criteria, we're going to give him 130%. Well, this is what that equals to. The 100% is $41,000. That's room, board, books, everything's paid for. If you got all, if you end up being in the honors program, that's a special dorm, special key, special library that you get to go study in, special computers, all of the trimmings. But now you have 30% left. That's $16,000. That hits the student account day one when the semester starts. And if you're a student athlete, you got five years to do four. So all of that money and other grants that we find for kids, that comes into play. And you can't beat that with a stick. So we do a combination of those things with the athletic, academic, the whole nine yards bit. But also because you're in prime time, you have access to every scout and every every expertise they have, but we also get you discounts on services. So prime example, there's our tutoring service or one of our tutoring services we have here, uh, Mr. Stephen Harrison, who worked with me at Kester Heights, uh, Greater Promise. 
his deal is this. Anybody comes in primetime, he gives them an incredible deal, incredible pricing for tutoring their kids, especially for the ACT and SAT. Uh, anybody that gets in there and they do the tutoring with him, their points go up 50 to whatever. It just depends on, and people don't know that every little ACT, SAT point is money. I don't care if you had a 21 and went up to 23, 24, you've just gotten thousands and thousands of dollars more. Yeah. And he gets it for them. He is a genius at what he does. He tutors kids. You, you can't beat it. And he also has, we try to find people to give you, if they can't give you money back guarantee, they give you the biggest deal they can. Mm-hmm. One of his deals is if you cannot or you do not get that score you do or can get, he will let you take that portion of it for free. Now, that's, I don't know where you're going to find that at, but yeah. he's worth every last dime. I pay for my son to get tutored. He tutored my son. My son, my, we call him, everybody calls him Manny. Everybody grew up with Manny running around, catching, chasing us. Manny has a 4.0 at Hillside High School as a freshman. Wow. Okay. And he struggled with math and he has a 4.0 in everything. So next quarter, we're going to get him prepped up, ready to go and do things. But also, if you need a trainer, we recommend a trainer for you to have to give you a discount. Uh, one of our student athletes, uh, he needs a meal plan. Uh, real big kid. He's actually um, one of my family members. Uh, came into the program. So we got Sweden Savior um, with Bobby. Um, <clears throat> with Bobby, um, uh, I've got a lot to go Call her Bobby the Baddie. That's what they call her on Facebook. But uh, she cooks all these wonderful meals, therefore, incredible, incredible price. Um, yeah, wow. Bobby Francis. So all the Francis kids, uh, all them kids, all of them were athletes. I coached and taught them, but their mom makes these excellent meals that are cheap. And she makes large meals and does catering. So she's doing the meal prep for him to trim him down and turn his 315 from 315 of extra thickness to 315 of extra muscle. So we do all those type of things as well. So in a nutshell, that's what we do. But there are many other things that I don't have enough time in the day to tell you about all the things we do. But anybody that calls me, emails me, texts me, I can go into that. And like I said, we are the cheapest in the world with a money back guarantee. So in a nutshell, that's how I got into it. And that's what we do. Yeah, I like that coach. And I and I feel like, you know, I wish, like I said earlier, I wish that you <laughs> were a part of this program. I don't know. We talked about it before, yeah. uh, like how we just wish that this was a part of something that we had uh, an advantage that we could have had taken uh, or something, uh, an opportunity that we could have taken advantage of when I was yeah. in um, high school. I mean, this is, in my opinion, this is a steal. Because, you know, if I when I was a college athlete and I was looking for recruiting and all this other stuff, it wasn't a lot of people looking. Um, but if I had access to go to maybe like a D2 or D, another uh, D3 or any other school and get the proper funding for it to go, I would have went flying colors. I sorry, people that went to Barton with me, I would have never went with you. <laughs> I went where the money was going, and, and honestly, <laughs> where the money resides. Yes, so. yes, yeah. and, and <laughs> that's and where I would have went. Yeah, and the thing that's crazy, people don't know that. Yeah, they have no idea that they have options. Like if we would have had this program when I was at Kestrel, every kid that fits certain criteria for academics, athletics, combination of both ACT, SAT, writing essays to get money, they all would have gotten a guaranteed scholarship to go to college. It's too many schools out here. Yeah. And we have too many people that are involved in this. We have the best. I'm talking about Hall of Famers yeah. from swimming, diving, tennis, football, baseball. They do our film study. And they give a grade. So they would have looked at your basketball film, TJ, giving us a grade and say, okay, he probably needs to go to JUCO first, or maybe we can do D3, or maybe he can do a D2. 
even better, he might be able to slide into an NAIA and get a full ticket or half or whatever and get a combination of things because you had good grades. Mm -hmm. So a lot of people don't know that, but our scouts, they are the best in the world at what they do. There's and that's no key. That's key because that's something that we I never knew when I was looking and um, looking when I was playing basketball and whatnot, because that's one of the things I really wanted. I really wanted the, the, the scholarship to go to college, but my eyes were too big and my skills was, was very limited to go to where I wanted to go. I wanted to go to <laughs> UNC, <laughs> but it, 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 would have, it wouldn't have never happened. <laughs> well, that's the thing we, tell, we say in primetime all the time. We're looking for those who are looking for us. That's good. So you're trying to go to UNC or Stanford, Boise State. If they're not looking for you, why are you looking at them? Because they're not. And people don't know that a lot of these schools or those so-called big time division ones, they have recruited kids since the seventh grade. So yeah. they have relationships. Yeah. And we know for a fact that one particular school that wins a lot of national championships, I don't want to say their name and get in trouble, but they we know that this coach and those coaches, they interview or have kids come to camp at grade seven yeah grade yeah. seven and they've been coming grade seven grade eight grade nine the mm -hmm. whole thing so when it's time to go everything's relationship yeah. so we mm -hmm. have that same relationship with these schools with these administrators and they believe what we say about kids and we say this is a good fit this is the kids you need to look at if they don't like it we go to the next one and so you know that's what we do so but the pros that we have in this it's a, it's immaculate it's incredible, and I'm I'm just humbled to be a part of it, and that God allowed me in, and Coach Coach Everett saw something in me that he brought out, and and which I've always wanted to be in the first place was be a scout. I I, I never talked about it a lot with people, but that's what I've always wanted to do was scout. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, and I I always saw that you would eventually get into it because you had a great eye for uh, not just for talent, but you know a great eye to help people, a great heart to help people as well. Because uh, you have always been, as you saw, as any, everyone that's listening or watching, uh, if you're watching via Facebook um, or on YouTube, um, you've seen the comments of all of his former students just saying, hey, coach, we love you. It's just a testament to this, this, this show just how great of a man that he is. Um, he has always been like this for all of his students. And if he's like this for all of his students, for every single person that he has encountered, you can trust this man with your own kid <laughs> to make sure that he's going to take great care of them um, and make sure that he sees them through from start to finish. So I, like I said, I wish that this was something that I had when I was in college or when I was going to college. And this isn't just limited to um, to, you know, your, your major sports, basketball, uh, football. You know, this is it's all sports. You know, there's scholarships out there. There's money out there for all sports. If you're a tennis player, there's a scholarship out there for you. And they're here to help you with that. Or if you play soccer, if you play baseball, you know, there's money out there that's on the table. And sadly, and I remember when I was in um, high school, um, one of um, our, uh, well, she was the only, <laughs> our only counselor, uh, high school counselor at the time. She was telling us that there's money out there. The sad thing is, is that nobody's really applying for it or trying to get it. And, you know, you guys are, are, are you know, are in lockstep with that. You know, there's a ton of money out there for a lot of kids to go to college and not be in debt when they come out. And, and not only that, but you're guaranteeing that, you know, you will help them if they don't go pro. For, for whatever reason, you will help them to transition into an internship, to transition to a role outside of college, which is key. You know, not a lot of people are doing that. I don't think anyone is doing that. I love it. I love <laughs> it. Like, I'm thinking about it. Like, that's mm -hmm. just that's just powerful. 
But I know Marcus, you you want um you had a question for Coach because you said you was a uh, you you was a football star. Uh, yeah, man. I I man, listening to all of this, Coach, man, I'm like I would have loved to have met. You. I'm from Jersey, and um, yeah, you know I had I had some uh, good things happen for me. I was very highly recruited. I was a high recruit for football. Um, however, um, my because if I would have had the internship or if I would have understood how to pick a college back then, you know, because what I end up happening, just a little bit of my story, I signed to Michigan University my junior year in high school. Uh, but I end up transferring to Rutgers University because of academics, uh, because I end up going out there. I'm not going to put nobody on blast because I know we live right now. But I, <laughs> I, went out there, <laughs> I went out there to the school. I, was, I signed to Coach Carr. And I don't know if you remember that time Coach Carr had just stopped. Uh, he They won uh, some type of uh, um, bowl, but he stopped coaching. He retired. And so Coach Rodriguez was the one to take over. So, you know, I had signed to Coach Carr because when I got there, I was like, man, this is the perfect fit. Everything seems well. They, they was welcoming. They was going to give me my number, all that good stuff, man. But what ended up happening was, you know, the switch happened. So I, I visited other schools and everything. Um, I ended up visiting Tennessee. And when you was talking about it, I was like, I was laughing because you are so right, man. When I tell you <laughs> it's a very competitive school and they don't play, they don't play. I mean, when you, if you walk on that field, you feel the vibrations, like literally it's, it's, it's live out there, man. It's live. And I loved it. And that was another pick that I was going to pick. But however, I end up going because what happened was my um, I was short a half a credit with my SAT scores and my my grades. I was a half a credit short to be eligible for where I wanted to be. And what they end up doing, they told me and I, I believed it. You know, they said, if you listen, if you go and take this class, you should be good. But, you know, long story short, I didn't end up there. I ended up at Rutgers. Um, <laughs> but by that time, I didn't really have anyone pushing me and different things of that nature. So I kind of beat myself up, you know, just going through those phases, you know. And I, I had I had people in my corner, but didn't really know that, you know, that level. So this program, let me say, guys, I'm a, I'm a fireball if you don't know. But this program, <laughs> if y'all are listening. Please, please talk to this man, because not only are will he get you in a great school or a great fit, but for your future, because there's a lot of football players. There's a lot of basketball players who didn't make it, who feel like that was it. And, yeah. that, and that's a hard thing when you feel like that was it. And it's hard to bounce back from that because it, it, it goes from one transfer to another. And then you end up being in a place where like, OK, God, or right, what am I going to do next? You know, and then you go through different phases. Uh, so, I mean, I didn't really have a question. I'm just more excited, you know, <laughs> because I, I want, you know, for me, I'm in a great place now. Um, so I want, you know, children. Uh, you know, to take advantage of this and, and it's about our next generation and building, Definitely. you know what I mean? And understanding what you have and, and the different opportunities that are out there. Don't be one minded, you know, don't, don't have a one track mind, you know That's what I mean? True. Be open to different things because you never know just because you go to a JUCO or different things of that nature. Don't mean you can't reach your destination. Exactly. Period. That's it's all about your work ethic. That's all. I, when I, when I was in division one, it's just about work ethic. That's yep. it. If you don't have the work ethic, I don't care how talented you are, you know, it's not going to work for you because nobody's going to baby you. You're going to have to grow up. 
That's it, man. That's all I gotta say, man. I'm <laughs> you go. go ahead, man. Yeah. No, no, you, no, you, you, you right on time. It's funny you talk about transparency. What would have happened with you? We would have vetted Michigan, vetted Tennessee, vetted mm-hmm. all these schools. You were a couple points shy from this or that, so we would have had you in some type of tutoring to get the points you needed mm-hmm. to get the things you needed. And if you couldn't go that route, then we would have went maybe possibly prep school. Get yeah. your little prep. Get you ready, or then in the JUCO if we needed to, if you still weren't ready. But either way, we would have got you what you needed to be able to go to that level since you had the talent. But it's like I said, the academic side was missing. Yeah, I was I was a horrible test taker. Yeah. I don't even know why Stanford was looking for me. I don't know what. <laughs> you know, mine. Are you serious? You gotta be kidding me, Stanford. I was looking at that. I said, "Oh, that's not gonna happen." I threw that across the room. Right, 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 right. right. <laughs> what the Duke uh-huh. of the Wind out your mind? But they wanted me. I had great grades in high school. All yeah. my sciences, A's. All mm. my maths, A's. History, I didn't really care. Boring. You know, word history, love that. But dude, that standardized testing that wasn't my forte. And how uh-huh. many kids? That's the that's the stick in the mud form. And it's funny, uh, TJ, you funny you said uh, Miss Vines. Ms. Vines is, as of right now, one of our provisional scouts right now. She just came in today with all her expertise. I talked to her today. And what was so powerful, out of all the people I've ever done, interviewed, talked to, she said this, Coach, how do I help? I said, no one has ever said that. Mm. At the first, I've talked to maybe a 1,000 people, the way we're talking now, doing this interview, uh, presentation, whatever you want to call it. She (laughs) said, how can I help? And I told her what to do. Uh, we also have ex for coaches, Coach Bobbitt. Uh, he's a provisional scout. Coach Wallace as well. And my good buddy, DeMar Fel- DeMar- um, DeMarlo Farrell. Um, yeah, they're all scouts. Everybody's in training, learning how to do what we did. And for those who are really, really serious and you really want to get in this program, uh, if I can't already say it, I, if it's not posted somewhere, I probably should have asked you guys to put it in. But my phone number is 678 678- 749-5387. Again, that's 678-749-5387. And my email is pts. Just like my name, Elbert Ellis at gmail.com. PTS dot Elbert Ellis at gmail.com. And there's another thing that's really powerful about what we do. Uh, everybody remember Steve Jobs? That he was the head of one of them crazy companies. I forget the name of it, but okay, you couldn't call him on the phone, right? If you wanted to, neither, neither one of us could call that dude on the phone. <laughs> I guarantee you this: whether it's four o'clock in the morning or twelve p.m., six p.m., if you call Coach Mark Everett, my team leader, the owner, uh, big dog of primetime scouting, if you want to call him, he's gonna answer the phone. Wow. Now, how many CEOs answer the phone? None of them. <laughs> Zero. None of them. Right. You're not doing. You're gonna talk to the secretary. You hope you get to a manager, higher up person, but you can't talk to them. You can talk to him or one of our scouts. We are always available to answer questions, concerns, comments. And I don't know if you guys have any more questions or someone who's watching. If they have a question, we can. I'll be glad to try to answer it, and you know that type of thing. Even if I can even have the great Mark Everett, I think he's watching right now. We might yeah. be able to get him to, to pop on and show his face, which would be great. <laughs> Maybe not. He loves to make me do this stuff. He's a very humble dude. If he ever talked about what he really does for people, people would really fall out. 
I, I, we have conversations. I talk to him every day. I guess um, in 2018, going in 2019, every day from Monday through Friday, multiple times. And he's always telling me about what he's trying to do for this person, that person. I mean, it, it's amazing that he knows so many people and so connected. And he really wants to help. All he cares about getting kids in school. I don't know too many people that, that that's the whole main option. Getting kids in school. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I that's definitely um, great. So we'll definitely open it up to uh, some questions. And if anyone has questions, just post them in the comments and I'll put them up here. Um, we got about uh, five to ten minutes left on the show. Um, I do want to uh, <laughs> take a quick trip down memory lane. Oh God! <laughs> uh, I just think about the time when uh, we were talking about it before when you had cut me, and one of the <laughs> <laughs> put him on the spot, teacher. Right, right. <laughs> it was funny because when he cut me, I was hurt. I was hurt, hurt. Like it was. You talk about somebody that was sad. I was, I was devastated. Uh, and it was funny because he was what well, he told me at the time. I know I didn't know half the stuff. He the stuff he told me now about why he cut me. I didn't know then. I was just mad. I did not like Coach Ellis at the time. He was not my favorite person. <laughs> I had a chip on my shoulder when he cut me. I said, you know, what? I'm gonna show this man up. And it was funny. The the next day, I think. Oh, I think like the following week. He had practice and he asked us uh, all of them, some of the kids that were playing in the gym, come in there and just, you know, play with the um, play against the guys. And I was like, I'm about to show this man what he's missing. <laughs> <laughs> as soon as I got the ball, I did not pass it. <laughs> <laughs> I went down. I was just destroying everything. <laughs> I was like, I'm going to show you what you're missing. But at the same time, it was, it was, that was a great experience for me. At hindsight, looking at the hindsight, I just look, I, I looked at it now and it was like, you know, it really prepared me for, um, you know, that mentality of just, you know, accepting rejection, accepting those times yeah. when, you know, you're just not ready and yeah. you have to put in the work to get ready. And so that was one of the things that I, I definitely, um, you know, took away from that experience. Uh, but, you know, me and coach, we grew over the years from that. I mean, I, I love the man to this day. <laughs> what <laughs> so I never, this is one of the things I never told you, uh, TJ, uh, I got cut in middle school too, mm. just like you did. Mm. And my dad put a mold in the backyard. I was pissed off, mad. And mine, my cut, my reason for cutting you, you just were not ready. Mm-hmm. I wanted to keep you. There was no way in my mind, or even Coach Mitchell, that we could say, "Okay, he was ready, and we can." No, you weren't ready, mm. and neither was I in that coach's mind. I thought it was favoritism. So yeah. I went to work doing all the things I need to do. The next thing I know. I'm starting basketball at Hillside all four years. Yeah. Yeah, like I said, so and you you starting all the other the other years, you were there as well. Yeah. You know, so and all I could do is sit back and watch, and I knew that I made the right decision because of who you became. Yeah. I didn't want to, but sometimes it's that it's that hard lesson that we have to learn early on so we can make that big move or hold on when it's crunch time. So yeah. yeah. Definitely, definitely. Uh looks like your boss chimed in. He says yes, you did. Yeah, yes, he did. So that's that's awesome. That's awesome. So anyone that's listening, you definitely you can trust this man with your life and with your kids. I, 
I think Malcolm Hamlet said something. What? What? Did, yeah. I, you see the question? Yeah, he has a question. His question was, "Does the program offer financial counseling for the athletes?" I think that's a great question because you see a lot of um, student athletes mm -hmm. when, if, if, and when they're able to go pro, whether it's you know NBA, NFL, whatever, or they go overseas and go pro, they do not have the financial aptitude or the knowledge to really understand how to take in all this money. So. You want to speak to that a little bit? Yes, I, I love your financial aptitude. Thank you for your part, Bree. I appreciate your, you know, your astuteness and everything. I got a clown. I love, I love you, son. I'm proud of you, boy. Boy, you can talk now. Help me, bro. <laughs> but uh, do we offer financial counseling for athletes? Yes. That's Sometimes awesome. we have student athletes. They're so good, or students. They might get a stipend. And and as Coach ever put in, yes and yes. So we have all divisions covered. We're right now on step four. I'm allowed to say this. I was 20 step plan before Coach Everett puts me on the gag order. We are a full service company, as he said. So we manage and help kids manage that part of things as well. So when it comes to finances, when I say people, the best of the best, everything from lawyers, nice. accountants, there are people behind this. I don't have enough time. This, this is not. We don't have enough time in the show. I can't even call the names. It's just that many great people that do this. And like I said, we are a full service company. We offer all services, period. And that's awesome. That's awesome because, you know, all that is so key and it's so important, you know, especially in our community, uh, you know, speaking to the black community, you know, we don't have that financial literacy uh, in our back pocket like that, you know, and a lot of that is, um, is great work that we're doing and that you guys are doing to bring that, you know, in the forefront. And so it's it's definitely good to hear that Malcolm says, um, you know, as a banker, it makes him happy to hear. And that is it's definitely key. Um, I work in the financial services industry as well. And, you know, I try my best if I ever get any knowledge. And if anyone asks me, I try to share it as much as I can, because all of that stuff is is definitely it's important. You know, when we come out, uh, when you graduate high school, when you graduate college, there's a lot of things you don't know. <laughs> yeah, as far as um, making money. And since you said financial services, one of our other um, people, his name is Curtis Weaver. We've been friends since third grade. He's also he is also a scout in primetime scouting. But uh, Curtis has some called Dream Weaver Financial, mm -hmm. and he's one of the people that we refer people to when they come to insurance policies for they want to put money away for this, for that, all these other things. He's the guy we use. At least I know I use for for North Carolina, but we have many other people to do that as well. So Dream Weaver Financial, yeah, we can tell the kids where to put the money, how to save it, where to invest it, all these other things. If they happen to go to the next level, that is covered. We are a full service company. Yeah, yes. I love it. We under promise and over deliver. Pretty much. I love that. I love that. I'm put both of them back up there. We under promise and we over deliver. I mean, that's 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 great because I think that a lot of people will find that trustworthiness, you know. I, I would rather have someone that over delivers than under deliver. <laughs> and that's key. That's key in this day and age, especially in our community. You know, when we're, you know, we need those trustworthy individuals and those trustworthy people to really lean on and depend on. Um, so we are closing in on um, uh, uh, the show is about to end and, and everything like that. So I want to thank God for, uh, you know, Coach Ellis for being a part of the show today uh, for his boss, uh, <laughs> Mr. Coach uh, Mark Everett. Thank you for um, being in the comments as well. Uh, I pray that this reaches, um, you know, a lot of people. This is some great information uh, for.
for anyone as far as uh, if you are a young adult or if you are a parent and you know someone who um, may need scouting or may need help getting into the um, getting into school or getting into college, you know, college is necessary. I'm just going to put that out there. It's very necessary. If you want to go anywhere in life, it's necessary. You know, a lot of people say college ain't for everyone. It's not. But it's very necessary if you want to, um, you know, grow in, in a lot of areas, you know, a lot of things that we do, you know, we in our life we're we're learning it, it requires a, a great amount of learning and continual learning continuous learning and you only get that when you go to school uh, whether you go to college or whether you you know go to some kind of uh, other school trade school whatever get an education it's going to go very far with you um in life so coach i appreciate you being a part of the show today uh, marcus uh, i'm going to ask that you uh just pray us out for a little bit uh we are uh, a lot of things going on in the country today um, with Trump and with some stuff going on and with everything um, that's out here in the world. We definitely want to make sure that we, you know, cover everyone in prayer um, and cover, um, you know, just this country. You know, there's a lot of things that's being spread out here. So, bro, I'm just going to ask that you end the show in prayer. And yes, we'll sir. Get on out of here. Absolutely. Let's uh, let's go before the father. Heavenly father, we thank you for being God. You are the God of all flesh. You are in control of everything. God, and we trust you with our whole heart, Father. We pray um, for this country. Father, we thank you, Lord God, that your word tells us in Daniel, the second chapter, that you're the God that sets up kings and you're the God that removes kings, Lord God. We thank you that your word says in Proverbs, God, that you're, the king's heart is in your hands. So regardless of what goes on in the world, you're still in control, you're still in the seat. And God, we thank you that our hearts and our souls are anchored in you, Lord God. We pray for the people of God. We pray, God, that you bring them about a level of peace in their hearts and their minds. Father, we come against the spirit of anxiety. God, we come against the spirit of depression. Lord God, help the people of God to realize, God, the opportunities that are out here uh, in the name of Jesus, such as prime time. God, help the people of God to realize, God, that there are so many things that we are capable of doing if we put our mind to it, Father. So, Father, we forget those things which are behind us, Lord God. We thank you, Lord God, and we're pressing toward the mark in this time and in this season, Lord God. Help us cover us, God, in every way, in every area of our lives, Lord God, in the name of Jesus. Help us not to give up, regardless of what we face, Lord God. Help us not to give in, Lord God, regardless of what comes our way. God, help us to continue to connect, to, to unify together, Lord God, and to make you proud more than ever. In Jesus' name, we pray and we love you. Amen. 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 Thank you, everyone, for joining us. And Tune in next week. Also, make sure that you check us out every Friday on um, Eternity Ready Radio and Pop Gospel Speak Radio. Uh, we are on 5.30 p.m. Um, Eastern Standard Time on Pop Gospel Speak Radio, and we are on um, at 7.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on Eternity Ready Radio. You can find both radio stations on um, TuneIn Radio, um, the TuneIn Radio app. Um, you can definitely, if you missed this live broadcast, you can find us on YouTube. It will not be on Facebook. You can go and watch it um, on YouTube. It'll be up immediately after this. Um, and also make sure that you follow us on social media at uh, we are one faith and um, subscribe to the podcast. We are on every sure. streaming platform, uh, which is we are. I mean, sorry, it's not we are one faith. It's just one faith, um, all one word. So it's all easy to find. You know, we love you. Please stay dope, stay blessed, and. As always, um, it's one faith. One faith. Okay.